0: want to begin uh, with a poem today, Advent, the season when a dual citizenship holds us in awkward tension. The world intent on spending Christmas eats and drinks its way to oblivion after dinner. But the kingdom sounds insistent warnings, repent, be ready, keep awake, he comes. The themes intertwine. The Christmas carols are demanding our attention in the shops and the pubs. They bore their insistent way through the noise of the traffic. But underneath, almost unheard, the steady themes of Advent, with growing complexity, clashing, blending, rival for our attention. The themes mingle and separate, pulling us with increasing urgency until in final resolution, The end attained, and the harmony comes in an awful silence, and the child is born. He comes both child and judge, and will he find us waiting? Well, I wonder if you identify with that sort of sense of being pulled in all sorts of directions uh, at this time of year. I know uh, I do, not only the the tension between Advent and Christmas, but also that of all the end of year busyness. I know I've been hearing about all the the school events that people have been going to and uh, all the endings and farewells alongside the promise of the new year and the holidays coming and new beginnings. And even, of course, we know that New Year has its tensions. Yes, there are things to look forward to, and many of us a good holiday for a start, but also much that is unknown. And that brings its own sort of floating anxieties and uncertainties. For all our technology and people who spend their lives future casting, we live in a world which seems to be uh, able to look into next year with even less certainty than ever. Who would have predicted... What we have seen this year uh, in the headlines, you know, when they sort of have all these forecasts at the beginning of what 2021 is going to look like, who would have imagined what it has been? And who knows yet what next year will hold um, in the way we look forward? So, just what will our world look like next year? We don't know. Will we see an end to COVID? Oh, don't we pray so. But we who uh, claim Christian faith might like our scriptures to give us some clarity of direction in the midst of all that. But we know the Bible does not claim to be a scientific manual, nor is it a magical book of fortune-telling. So it doesn't aim to explain science or to predict the future. It's not that simple but rather it gives us stories of the way that God worked with people through the ages and songs and experiences and things to ponder on to aid us as we make sense of the lives that we live with God and the world that we inhabit now. So today, the third Sunday of Advent, um, we hear again the witness of the prophets of the scripture to the coming of Jesus. And I want to, if we can just go on to the um, next slide there, That'll be good. I just want to come back to our next side. That's it. Just to the sentence for today because it's one of those ones you might skip over. It's a, a little non-prophet, Zephaniah. He's one of those little minor prophets who's hard to find, you know, at the end of the of the Hebrew scriptures. He was a prophet in the 7th century BC, and just three little chapters there, and he sort of lets rip fairly strongly against the corrupt uh, practices of his time, and he says the day of the Lord is going to come uh, in judgment, and actually through some enemies who are going to come from the north. So it's a bit of a short, sharp shock of a book, but it still ends with this lovely promise. This is part of the uh, the chapter that has some lovely promises of comfort and consolation to those who wait. For God's salvation so ultimately despite coming judgment there will be a time of restoration and we get this lovely uh, do not fear they say that that phrase do not fear is in the Bible 366 times once for every day of the year and once for leap year so God has you covered do not fear Uh, Hold those words. The Lord your God is in your midst. What a reminder to us that God is in the middle of our lives, even in this in-between messiness of December. God is in the midst. And that's what the name uh, given to Jesus Emmanuel means. God is with us. God is in our midst. Uh, He is coming. And I love the images of God we've got there. Uh, Two, actually, just in one verse, quite different images of God put together. Uh, First of all, the Lord is a warrior who gives victory. Not a warrior, W-O-R-R-I-E-R. That may be more some of us at this time of year. But God is the one who gives the victory. And then a lovely image as well. God is the one who will rejoice over you with gladness, will renew you in his love. What a lovely promise. And will exult over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, that might be one of the, the few lovely references in the scriptures to God's singing. And God is not just sort of humming along quietly in the background, but God exalts over us with loud singing. Uh, God is singing in the shower over you. Uh, We have a God who loves singing, and I'm sure loves the blues there. Um, God is singing uh, over us. What a lovely image that is. God rejoices in us and exalts over us those are wonderful images of relationship and intimacy and family the pride of god our parent rejoicing uh, in their children and so those are images that can give us hope and can anchor us even as we face the unknowns of the year ahead And not only that, but God knows uh, the wanderings, perhaps the things that haven't gone so well this year, uh, just as God knows those stories of his people through the ages. So there may be things this year that haven't gone well or haven't gone right, but God says, with me there is always a new beginning. Uh, I will gather those who are outcast. I will change their shame into praise and renown. I will bring you home and gather you together. Isn't that a lovely? It's like the the prodigal son, the prodigal daughters. God is in the business of gathering us home. That was a promise that uh, was given through Zephaniah to the people who were in exile, that God would bring them back home. And it's always a promise to us too. That's the promise lived out by Jesus he too called people back home and gathered them. He gathered those on the margins and said, come and eat around the table together. This is where we gather as family. This is where we are welcomed home. I think this December time of year often creates in us a yearning for home, uh, perhaps particularly for those of us who, who find ourselves geographically far from home, or perhaps we've got home and family in countries overseas and we miss them at this time of year. Some of us can get back together, but not everybody, and we'll be trying to uh, speak to them and talk to them. I remember the very first Christmas I was in France and trying to get that collect phone call through the telephone exchange, um in in French. Um, and boy, you know, it took me hours just to get through to make this collect phone call to New Zealand and, and then you have these weird conversations about what the weather's like and <laughs> you know now of course it's all so instant. Uh, but it's still hard, isn't it, when we're separated and so we long uh, to be in touch. And we long to be family for you here too. That even though some of us are far from our own families, uh, that however we are we can find family here, so uh, let's take our readings to heart today. Let's hold on to the beautiful images, uh, even the stuff we heard from John the Baptist. Is that the next slide's got a wee cartoon I found, uh, which I think should probably be for the um, the wardens. Uh, if John the Baptist had a vent, had a vestry when he lets rip, uh, you brood of vipers, <laughs> you may want to turn down the rhetoric. <laughs> Might have effect on people's giving. Yeah. <laughs> Um, John the Baptist did not pull any punches and uh, I always like to go for the the verbs uh, because in amazing even though John the Baptist was pretty direct about the way people needed to change their lives there was an enormous move of the spirit people responded all sorts of people the tax collectors the Roman soldiers they responded and said what can we do They responded to God. And I love the way that uh, John the Baptist really gave them some concrete things to do. Share your possessions. Share your food. Be honest and ethical in the way you deal with each other. Um, And that message, of course, is for us too. And then Paul also reminded the Philippians, as Carol read to us, rejoice, be gentle. That's a good one for our society at the moment, isn't it? Do not worry, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And that's wonderful that we can just follow those simple uh, verbs and instructions. Rejoice, be gentle, don't worry, let your requests be made known to God. Uh, sometimes, perhaps at this time of year, we can think, Gosh, wouldn't it be easier just to sort of hibernate and wait until Christmas is over? But we need to be, uh, as we are here today, gathering, looking for the Advent Christ to come among us, looking for Jesus, who we serve in our neighbour looking for those who God wants to welcome home this Christmas time, looking for that child Jesus, looking for the wee babies, uh, looking for those with us who remind us of Jesus coming to us as the baby in the manger. So let's keep our hearts open to others. Let's find anew that lovely uh, peace of God which passes all understanding. That's where our blessing comes from, that verse from Philippians, that God will guard our hearts in Christ Jesus. May that be what keeps us through this December time, the peace of God and the joy of God. Amen. Well, Becky's going to lead us in some prayers. Thanks so much, Becky.